Boy, what a song. It, it should have been us, should it not? Jesus should not have had to go through what he did, but he did because he loves us and he cares for us and he wants the very best for us. Well, in your bulletin, you have a little outline there if you want to fill in some blanks. Uh, please feel free to do that. I uh, hope you can take some notes. Um, but I just want to talk just a minute uh, this morning to us about seeing the goodness of God. Seeing the goodness of God. Let me ask this question. What are we focused on this morning? What, what are we focused on? What, what is our focus? Let me ask this. Would, would you agree that today, this very day, as Wendell said, this is a day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And because of that promise, can we say that today is a gift from God. If we agree with that, and we can say that yes, in the affirmative, that, that today is a precious gift from God, then I believe within my own heart that we must ask this question every single day of our life. What are we focused on? Is it focusing on the busyness of our schedules? All the tasks that we must get done? Is it concern over how we may get through this day? Maybe this is a season in your life that's a, this is a very difficult time for you. And you're really struggling. And you say, preacher, I just can't see God anywhere. I just can't see God in it. Well, let me say this to us. Whether... We're distracted by the daily grind, if you will, of life or even a painful loss. It's sometimes easy. It's sometimes easy, get this, <clears throat> to lose focus of God. What's our focus today? And here's the truth of the matter, church, that we only really see clearly what we're focused on in the Christian life we must be focused as athletes you must be focused as parents you must be focused as grandparents as leaders as teachers we must be focused but the main thing we must be focused on is the Lord Jesus Christ and the wonders that God bestows upon us you know, I'm, I'm convinced in my mind, maybe you are as well, that that may be why the psalmist wrote in Psalm 119, verse 18, this verse. And this will be our key verse for this morning. And it reads this way. I'm reading from the NIV. Verse 18 of Psalm 119 says this. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. That I may see, I'll add this, that I may see wonderful things all about us. You may be thinking, coach, preacher, I don't have a whole lot of wonderful things going on in my life. But can I convince you differently that you do? Because God loves you. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. 
the word of the Lord. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Now as we look together at this brief message, I pray, God, that it will be a message that we can use, that we can apply to our lives, that we can share with those around us. Lord, that it will challenge our hearts. Lord, that it will be encouragement to us. I pray in your name. Amen. God is at work, church. God is at work every single minute of every single day. And not just in some foreign, some distant country, but all around us, right where you are. You see, because we've heard it said, as Rick said, God is what? Good. God is good. And can't we say that his goodness has been seen all around us? In hundreds, thousands of ways. Only if, here's the key, only if we open our eyes and see. Open if we, uh, only if we stay focused on Him. You see, here's what happens. Think about it. When, when things don't go your way, when things don't go my way, the way we that expected them to go, this is what happens. When that happens... We fail to see the goodness of God. We think that maybe God's goodness has eluded us. Well, let me take you back a couple of chapters to Psalm chapter 9, if you will. Psalm chapter 9, if you want to turn there, you certainly can. And I want to show you something here as the psalmist encourages my heart, and I hope he does yours as well, and I want to show you the, de the determined attitude of this psalmist. And listen to what he says in Psalm chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. He says, I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonders. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O most high. Notice those four I wills. Four times he said, I will. Now, I don't like to say four, I don't like to say it over four times to my basketball team. After about the second, then the third and fourth, that's pushing it. That means they're not focused, they're not listening. I don't have to do that much, do I, Ramey? No, I didn't think I did. But here the, the psalmist says, I will. He says it four times. Folks, I don't know about you, but that is pretty determined. And that, those two words, I will, this is what those things can do for us. It, will, it can turn our focus from defeat into triumph, and we can see God's goodness. The psalmist says, I will give thanks to the Lord. Look at the depth of his thankfulness. With half of my heart? With 50% of me? No, he says, with my heart whole heart. And what is he going to do with his whole heart? Listen to what he does. This is, this is where it gets me over the hump, if, if you will. I will tell of all your wonders. Now, can we stop right there just for a moment and ask ourselves, do I do that? Do I do that? Do what? Do I tell other people and thank God for his wonders, all that God has done for me? 
we were able to get up this morning. God gave you a vehicle to get here in. God gives you family, and God gives you friends. And God has certainly blessed my heart with these young ladies right here. And Coach Rick is my assistant coach. So how can we capture God's goodness each day? Let me just give you three words to fill in these blanks. Regardless of what we may be going through, regardless, regardless, irregardless, three simple steps. One, recognize every wonder that God is doing around us. We we have to recognize everything that God is doing around us. You know what uh, myopia is? Anybody familiar with that word? That's nearsighted. That means that we can't see where? We can't see far away. We can't see far away. I believe sometimes we possess what we will refer to as spiritual myopia. What in the world are you talking about? This is what I want to try to explain to us here. So we got to recognize every wonder that God is doing around us. But sometimes, get this, church, sometimes our expectations, and they're different for us all, our expectations of what we want God to do are so nearsighted that we can't see the bigger picture of what God is doing all around us. It's right here. See, if I'm right here, I can't see anything but what's in front of me. But what about all the things that are around us? You see, there, I believe that there are three common mistakes we sometimes make that bind us, that strap us, that keep us from seeing God's wonders. I didn't put these on your handout, but just listen to these. One, we look for wonders in tomorrow and miss the wonders of today. <laughs> Proverbs 27, 1, don't boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Matthew 6, 34, Jesus speaks these words. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Why? For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We look for wonders in tomorrow and miss out on the wonders of today. Secondly, we look for wonders we, we want and miss out and miss the wonders we get. Uh, that's not really what I wanted. Well, guess what? That's what God wanted us to get. And thirdly, we look for the wonders to remove our hurt. Get this one. We look for the wonders to remove our hurt when the wonder is sometimes hidden in the hurt. Think about that. That's a lot. Romans 8, 28 says, All things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Now, would you believe this? I I need for you to believe this because this is the way it is. That God orchestrates every event in life. Can we believe that? That God is in it all. Even suffering, temptation, sin. Why? To benefit us here on earth and then in eternity. Everything's worked. That's what Romans 8, 28 said. All things work together for good. For those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Can you identify with any of those three that I just read? I, I, I sure can. Jesus' disciples did. 
Remember, he was with them, uh, with, with Jesus, for three and a half years, day in and day out. They, they were together all that time, and, and they often made the same mistakes, just like you and I do. Remember the, the religious leaders? They failed to recognize <clears throat> Jesus as the Messiah. They were looking for what? An earthly king, a, a, a political or a military leader instead of a savior of the world. You see, we can become so focused on what we want that we miss what God desires for us to have. Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 145, 19, he fulfills the desires of those who fear him. John 1, let me read this to you. John 1, verse 11 and 12, reads this way. <clears throat> Actually, 10 and 11. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. I wonder if we recognize Jesus in our daily living. I wonder if we recognize God moving in our life. But I wonder if sometimes we aren't spiritually blind. Maybe we're looking, but we're really not looking. You know, like your parents talk to you, young people, and they're oh, oh, I heard you, but you, you, you really didn't hear them. You just heard some kind of moment. You just hear what you want to hear. I know that's how grandchildren work as well. <clears throat> even God's chosen people, this is what the scripture, even God's chosen people that God chose to prepare the world for his coming did not receive him. <clears throat> you see, the very same thing could happen to us Today, we can make the very same mistake, and we must avoid making that mistake by being in tune with God and the things, the wonders around him, God's goodness. And once that takes place, guess what? Then our heart <clears throat> will be open with thanksgiving. We can, we can serve him. We can record. We can recount all the wonders of God. And that brings us to step number two. Record every wonder. Record it. Write it down. Well, you say, oh, preacher, why do I have to write it down? So you won't ever forget. You know, a teacher in school, okay, you better write this down. You'll see it again. It's going to be on your next test. Let me, let, me, let me just show you one new uh, Old Testament. Um, Joshua chapter 4. I've got to read this to us. Because Joshua did just that. Joshua recorded the wonders of God. Listen, listen to what he did. Joshua 4 verse 1. When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, that was when God let them cross the Jordan River, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priest stood, and to carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, to serve, listen, here we go, to serve as a sign among you. Why? Listen, in the future, 
when your children ask you what do these stones mean, tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. That's why you're to do what I tell you to do. That's why Joshua did what God told him to do. So that later on, this generation can explain to that generation what took place. And then over in verse 19, let me finish this up here. On the 10th day of the first month, the people went up from the Jordan and camped at Gilgal on the eastern shore of Jericho. And Joshua set up at Gilgal the 12 stones they had taken out of the Jordan. He said to the Israelites, In the future, when your descendants ask their fathers, What do these stones mean? Tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan just what he had done to the Red Sea. When he dried it up before us until we crossed over, he did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. Record every wonder. Joshua did it. And thirdly, receive every wonder. Receive it. God wants you to have it. God wants me to have it. He gives us wonders every single day of our life in his own way, in his own time. So we must make sure that our eyes are open so that we can see them. I'm telling you, we miss God's wonders every day because we're not looking, we're not focusing, we're not in tune with the Savior. Got to close with one story. I do this a lot here. Please allow me to conclude this way. A little boy went grocery shopping with his mother. They were in the checkout line, and the grocer asked the mother if he could offer her son some candy. The mother agreed as the grocer held out the jar. Encouraging the boy to reach in, the little boy shook his head. The man stretched the jar out a little further and told the boy he could get as much as he would like. The boy continued to say no. With a confused look on his face, the grocer gave one last effort. The boy finally said, I want you to give it to me. The grocer happily took some candy out of the container and handed it to the boy who quickly offered his thanks. When he and his mother were in the car and on their way, she curiously asked, why did you tell him to give the candy to you? Her son replied, because mama, his hands were bigger than mine. (laughs) Man, I read that, and the first thing that came to my mind, smart kid, smart kid. He weighed out the size of his hand, and he saw the hand of the, of the grocer. And he said, look, I, I let him give it to me, and I can get more candy as I thought about that this week in preparation. If we would simply open our eyes and see God's wonders all around us, this is what would happen. We would quickly discover that he is at work everywhere, everywhere around us. Not just on your school campus at East Clarendon. Not just at Lawrence Manning or Williamsburg Academy or wherever. He is everywhere. 
And not to mention that his hands are a lot bigger than ours. Can we pray? Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this message today. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us of your goodness. And Lord, I know I speak for myself, but in the busyness of life, I do lose focus of you. So Lord, thank you for this message today. If it wasn't for anybody else here today, but it was for me, God, and I thank you, Lord, that you, that you showed me what it means to focus on you, to keep my eyes on you, not to get caught up in the hustle and bustle of this world, but to focus on you, and God, you will direct my steps. Lord, that's my prayer for each one here today. Lord, as we sing this hymn of dedication, I pray that you just continue to speak to our hearts as we worship together. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Hymn number 272, a very familiar hymn to us all. Let's stand as we sing.